So uh, the the American women beat the English women and are now on to the finals of the World Cup. And I believe it was that girl there, that woman there, when she scored the goal, she pretended to drink tea. Yes. Some sort of slam against the Brits. It's an international incident. Luckily, the American hating whatever her name is with the purple hair wasn't playing. In so your opinion, s- God struck her hamstring down? I thought, well, karma. Karma and fate did. Mm. You, go, you go bad-mouthing America on foreign soil, and your uh, your body will give out on you. <laughs> you see, well known. You see the Brit post-game coverage uh, talking about the tea-sipping uh-huh. thing and how they were... Uh, Are I, they angry? I expected Alex to grab a goal, but I'm not that happy with that celebration. Uh, you can celebrate however you want, but that, that for me is a bit distasteful. And I don't think she needs to do that. She can celebrate however she wants. And I'm a big believer in the Americans and how they celebrate. But for me, this was a little bit disrespectful. Uh-huh. You know what was distasteful and disrespectful? The Battle of Bunker Hill. <laughs> right. Huh? Right. How about- Washington and Concord. Oh, yeah. What about that? Bullies. I don't like them doing that sort of thing. <laughs> Whatever. I'm anti the female team. I hope they lose. Wow. Sexism, folks. Misogyny on display. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. No, if they, if they loved America instead of hated America, I'd be rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do every year is to take a look at the Declaration of Independence, which, according to our good friend Tim Sandifer, one of the leading constitutional scholars of our time, has made it clear the Declaration of Independence is more than just a document that was put out at the time saying, hey, look, uh, we're breaking free and here's why. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I wish I, I I get why we've always called it Independence Day, and some people are offended if you say Fourth of July instead of Independence Day. But the declaring the independence is not really the key to the whole thing, because lots of countries have declared independence from some overlord country and then gone on to be just a different kind of dictatorship. Right. So who cares? Right. I think the declaring independence was a big moment because of what the country became. So I think it's absolutely relevant to celebrate it, but as uh, Tim Sandifer put it, the Declaration of Independence is an, assess- is an essential element, the essential element of our national identity. Abraham Lincoln put the point beautifully when he called it the cord that links the hearts of patriotic and liberty-loving men together. He was speaking then about Independence Day celebrations and the fact that every year immigrants and the children of immigrants join in celebrating the founding despite the fact that their ancestors weren't in the country in 1776. Um, and Tim says, but the Declaration is more than a statement of the ideals that bond patriotic and liberty-loving men together. It's also a legal document that plays an important role in our constitutional system, or ought to if it were properly understood. Unfortunately, throughout American history, legal theorists have denied the significance of the Declaration and uh, the Declaration as, as law. He actually wrote a terrific book on this subject uh, entitled The Conscience of the Constitution, the Declaration being said conscience. Um, and it's in the Declaration, not the Constitution, that the sentence comes, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And also, Tim would remind us that the pursuit of happiness is not the pursuit of being cheerful or the pursuit of a good mood. It was meant at the time of the pursuit of economic uh, prosperity, of making a living. That's what the pursuit of happiness means. Um, well, just, all men created equal is a new idea, certainly from uh, your, your countries where you had kings and royal families and nobles and all that sort of stuff. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and that was a revolutionary notion. And the fact that that was the opening paragraph 
of the reasoning. Because the first paragraph says, in essence, look, we're declaring our independence. It's only decent for us to explain why. That's what the opening paragraph says. And then Jefferson and the people who helped him laid out this vision of self-governance, which is just awe-inspiring and absolutely fantastic. One of the things he says is that to secure the rights that he was just talking about, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Another enormous change in the political thinking of, the, of mankind. That when any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government. And and then he makes it clear, going back to those principles that we were just talking about. Um, and, you know, TJ, who was definitely not for permanent government, he did not take the idea of political violence lightly, but he reminds us that just because something exists doesn't mean it should always exist like a department of the government, like a giant bloated bureaucracy. If it's not helping, get rid of it. If it is not serving specifically life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, get rid of it. You know, if I could remind you of only one thing, that might be it. But uh, I also like well, going into... Yes? We got a text a while ago. It would be great if there were an elected group of adults who could propose, debate, and pass laws to correct, say, the problems on the border. Oh, well. Right. Right. Uh, one of my uh, favorites... We should look into something like that. Yeah, wouldn't that be a cool system? Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite. Then, uh, TJ, after laying out in, in beautiful, beautiful uh, language the idea of government and what it should be, and you ought to read it and reread it every year at least. And TJ was like 30 when he wrote this. I know. When I was 30, I was just wearing unfortunate clothing and drinking too much. Oh, boy. Um, then he launches into his list of gripes. Our list of gripes. And if you've never read the uh, the Declaration of Independence, it goes on for a couple of single-spaced photocopied pages. The list of uh, of complaints about the government of England. And it is extensive, and it's enough to piss you off. I mean, we were really being abused by a non-representative form of office. But this is my favorite part. This is one of the reasons we took up arms and shot people so they would stop. And I'm not suggesting you do that, because it's always the soapbox, your letterbox, your ballot box, before you reach for the ammo box, people. You need to always exhaust the first several before you even think about violence. No violence. But this is my favorite one. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. In other words, he has created huge bureaucracies that are expensive and useless. And for that reason, and we're going to shoot every, your soldiers in the belly. And are in every part of your business. Right, exactly. Tell me that ain't the case. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Try to go through your day without being harassed by some government bureaucrat of some sort or another. Try to open a business without that, without kowtowing to them. I've told this story before, and I'll tell it again. Of various friends I've had trying to open businesses, particularly in your progressive states, it's nearly impossible. It's exhaustingly expensive. And when you say to them, oh, my God, I can't. And this literally happened. 
Well, there's no way we can afford that $60,000 uh, utilities hookup. The government officer said, could you do 40? How about 35? It's just a shakedown. It's unbelievable. So read the Declaration of Independence. Uh, take a few moments especially to, to really get the reasoning on the first page. And then enjoy the uh, the griping. Or read Tim Sandifer's book about it, The Conscience yeah. of the Constitution. It is the book that George Will uses to teach his class about this at Princeton. Remember he called Tim Sandifer a national asset. He did, he, and he's right. And by the way, in the Apple bookstore where I buy most of my books, uh, Tim's book cost you $1.99. dollar ninety nine. Be a pretty good dollar ninety nine oh, spent. Oh man, yeah. To to learn about the the Declaration of Independence, what it means, background, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it's uh, I'm not here just to pip his book. I just to think. I think he'd be better off if you knew more about the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, what's interesting is I I go to the top of the list of the gripes. And how how much does this remind you of Congress's complete refusal to deal with immigration policy? How both parties love the issue and they just jaw and nobody comes together and passes something. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation, blah, blah, blah. It's not that it's a little confusing. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, and thus those people would relinquish the right of representation. Um, in essence, he's, he's not letting us pass the laws we need. How, how the beltway is that? By the way, I got a hold of Tim last night to see if he'd come on the air and explain why the Declaration of Independence is so important, and he is hiking in Yellowstone and uh, won't be near a phone. And I said, well, yeah, good for you. That's Picking fantastic. geysers over America, over the celebration of this great country. Choosing moose over his friends, grizzlies over the Constitution. Wow. How, how long are you going to take this? Camping right. over, what's a k- word? Because if it was alliterative, it'd be better. Camping over Constitution. Mm. Moose over motherland. Grizzly over... <laughs> I can't come up with a good G one. I uh, got more stuff. Grizzlies over governance. More must-haves, according to polls, you must have at your backyard barbecue for Fourth of July. And speaking of barbecues, you're never going to guess what they're eating in Denver. Okay. Oh, I'm telling you. Okay. Kill it and eat it. I'll stay tuned. What it is will shock you. So I, I get that. Liking all the America songs today, Michael. Very good job. Uh, I've got a comment on the um, the founding of our country, but a poll that's out, Marshall mentioned, Biden and Harris tied now in the national poll, the Quinnipiac poll. That's a pretty major change. He had a... He was doubling up the field not long ago. Right. With close to 40%, and, uh, and, and, and the next closest one was Sanders, and then everybody else was an also-ran. Kamala Harris was not really anything. And now uh, she's tied with Biden. Whether this lasts, who knows? It is so it is so early. There are eight or nine no, more debates. Um, 
we're 489 days to the election, but we're we're a full half a year away from Iowa. So it's going to be one of the moderates that emerges. Um, do you put Kamala Harris in that? Yes. Group? Yeah, I do. Um, by modern Democratic Party standards, yeah, she's one of the moderates. Um, by Depends on how she massages that whole uh, Medicare for all, get rid of private health care thing. I mean, she kind of seems to try to have it both ways on that. Yes, all the time. she does. She is calculating in a Hillary Clinton-esque way. She's better at it than Hillary is. Um, but, yeah, she's utterly calculating. But there are no... If she has a single belief in a single issue, I could not tell you. The latest Iowa numbers are out, and Biden is at 24, Kamala at 16, Warren 13. So she is uh, still eight back, but has crept up quite a bit in Iowa. Right. So, we'll see. There is, I... Well, okay. If, if she's a moderate, then, then she's really taking on Biden. If you think she's oh, yeah. a moderate candidate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What about the, the Elizabeth Warren Bernie wing, then? See, that's the deal. I think they've topped out where they've topped out in terms of support. There's just way too many negatives from somebody that far left. I wonder if it's that's just a socialist. I wonder if it's just a problem of way too many people. This is one of the ways Trump won, is there were just so many different, there's so many other people. It, 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 you know, it spread out all the numbers, so he could win a state with 30%. Right. Because all the rest of them were spread among the other eight candidates. Right. And if you had one, if Elizabeth Warren was the only Bernie-type candidate, who knows where she might be. Right. Or if there were merely two or three of them. But you've got to be something to break through. Something notable. You can't be a Hickenlooper or a Delaney or whatever. They're just... Well, for instance, if Bernie dropped out, I think all of his support would go to Elizabeth Warren. Correct. Well, then all of a sudden she's in first place in Iowa. So, I don't, maybe they ought to have a conversation. Since, you know, they care about the issues, I think, I think especially Bernie cares more about the issue than having the office. Right. Maybe Bernie ought to say, look, look, you carry the mantle. You carry the mantle. I'm getting out of the race and I'm telling everybody to vote for you. The mantle is yours. Because immediately she's a big deal. Yes. And she's good. She's good in the debates. I am not uh, welcome in the smoke-filled rooms of the Democratic Party these days. Uh, well, it's probably not a smoke-filled room, right? It's probably like a... Uh, it's all vaping now. Yeah, vape, <laughs> vape, vape and filled carrot room. stick filled room. Uh, but if Liz Warren were to win in Iowa, be first place, there would be pants-wetting panic among the heavyweights in the donor class of the Democratic Party. Because like uh, Joseph Scarborough, many, many people believe she or Bernie would lose 48 states. Or certainly a hell of a lot more than it would take to get Trump reelected. Yeah. So I wonder what sort of panic would ensue. I don't know, it'd be fun to watch, though. Yeah. Somebody hit us with this best beans recipe. Everybody claims they have the best recipe for this or that. Uh, I do, but it's not a recipe. It's in my head. It's... You got to go by feel. Is it a secret? <laughs> go by feel. Oh yeah. But I'm I'm liking yeah, the sound of this eyes, one. Eyes, nose, and tongue. Just I might guide act, me. I might actually do this, but my wife doesn't like baked beans, and neither one of my kids are going to eat them. Perfect. So you get them all. What am I going to do with five pounds of baked beans? Eat them. Bring some hard part primary. Who doesn't like baked beans? I agree. Oh, Who doesn't like beans? Love them. Listen to this recipe: one pound maple bacon. One pound hot breakfast sausage, the loose style Jimmy Dean brand. Oh, you'll be the loose style, huh? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> well, that was grown up. Three cans ranch style barbecue beans, the yellow cans. Yeah. Cook the meat, drain, add the beads, simmer for a little while. You will thank me. 
Yeah, now that sounds pretty good. The sausage is a nice touch. I've always never had sausage and and beans before. uh, Bacon, uh, barbecue sauce, uh, more than comes in the can, and uh, and onions. I I cut up onions, which I know you don't like. No, but you you slow cook them, and it's just spectacular. I gotta have a little ketchup and brown sugar in there. I mean, you throw in that second meat. To me, it becomes practically a. It's a meat dish. Is it a still a side dish? Is it still beans? Are there rules for this? Or is it an alternative, side dish. <laughs> an alternative main course? I didn't know there were rules for this. We in the barbecue community care about these distinctions, I might Jack. actually make that. I don't know what I'll do with the leftovers. I Call me. I will come over and I will bring my Tupperware. <laughs> Seriously, I'll be eating beans for like a week. I'll be dying. Oh, uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Mitch McConnell weighs in on the Nike flag controversy. We're closing in on a cure for HIV and... Following all the twists and turns in the latest Democratic political death pool developments, and there are many. Please, you'll be dying. Please, you'll finally be living. I don't even remember who I've got in the pool. <laughs> Probably ought to nail that down. I will have to tweet regularly about my baked bean diet if I eat only baked beans for a week. (laughs) And back. Armstrong and Getty. focusing on big picture a lot today. It's the 3rd of July and we're off tomorrow and talking about the declaration in this country and are you proud and the founding and all that sort of stuff. But in the meantime, looking at the polls and Kamala Harris is now tied with Biden nationally, sneaking up on him in Iowa. And now some people are starting to point out uh, her problems from the standpoint of uh, some Democrats. And uh, Sean hips me to a thread that is out there pointing out a whole bunch of Kamala Harris's so-called sins for not being, you know, in the right spot for the Democratic Party. And some of this stuff is going to leave a mark. I can go through some of them later if you want, or maybe you're not in the mood for that today. But, I mean, some of them are really going to leave a mark and when they're when they're known. Will it be things that uh, offend and trigger uh, way left progressives? Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably stuff I would like. Or at least to some extent, well, quite possibly. I wasn't, okay. yeah, I wasn't really looking at it through that lens, but okay. just uh, you know, just, looking, just at, curious, yeah. looking at the race. I think the I mean, it's um, not like she killed a hobo or something like that. <laughs> no, no. For for a quick example, one of the things is the times she would mock the schools, not jails kind of slogan. Yeah. Um, and as an example of something that she did, that's going to be used by the left. Got it. To say you're not you're not with us. And does Biden have the sort of campaign machinery to get that in front of people? Is he hip enough to have, you know, some fake Twitter account get that stuff out or any, any of the kind of things that you have to do? And would that do him any good? Biden Biden has one foot in the grave. His campaign has both feet in up to the knees. I'm telling you, I think he's a non-factor in three months. Joe Biden is a dummy. There's that, too. Because I also feel well, like... he's not going to give up, if that's what you're suggesting. He I, should. His, his biggest dummy. rival right now is Kamala Harris. No one to quit, dummy. I feel like those criticisms that come from the Bernie wing would also be relevant for Biden as well. I feel like the people who need to make those arguments against Kamala need to be Warren or Sanders or Castro, somebody who, who's operating on that side of the spectrum. I, I feel like Biden is too similar to Kamala in the in, where they Stand right. within the party. Right. 
It's going to be interesting. That's enough of that, because i got to get to what they're killing and eating in Denver. It (laughs) will shock you. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is now weighing in on the Nike American flag controversy. So if we're in a political environment where the American flag has become controversial to Americans, I think we've got a problem. McConnell urging Nike to reverse its decision to cancel production of shoes featuring the Betsy Ross flag. The There's some professor, one I saw out there saying, a couple of like white supremacist groups, like three guys each, have taken that flag as their symbol. But nobody knows it. Nobody thinks and that. So nobody the, cares. It has no significance. And even if they did, did, did they get to own it forever? No. Then? Exactly the point. No. That's she our just, flag. She just feed it to them. No freaking way. Calling you numbskull. Nike making the decision because uh, former NFL quarterback and Nike spokesman Colin Kaepernick complained it was flown during times when slavery was common. I, I tell you, yeah, I, I forgot. I say. think Nike's calculation was we're going to go back to the founding flag just to make it clear. This isn't about Trump or any of the stuff that people hate about the American flag. We're safe on this. We'll go with a revolutionary flag. And it still didn't work. Right. And their statement, you know... I was pretty harsh toward Nike and will continue to be, but their statement yesterday said, listen, we don't want to accidentally offend somebody and distract from the 4th of July celebration. So never mind, all right? Never mind. Uh, I'd like to have heard the uh, the talk behind the scenes where they said, you can't do anything in this country now without somebody acting as if they're offended, pretending to be offended. But why would Nike bring an, out an American flag shoe to start with? Well, they've had so much trouble. With their, uh, the, you know, the, the patriotism look that they've had with Colin right. Kaepernick and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They wanted to They're get seen back as with the America haters. They wanted to get back some of that mojo, and it's gone completely the other direction. Right. No mo mojo. They reinforced the whole "you're cowardly and won't stand up for America" thing. So, I don't know if that costs them money or not. I have no idea. An investigation's being ordered after reports surfaced of racist and sexist posts by Border Patrol agents in a Facebook group. The acting DHS Secretary Kevin McAleenan tweeted he has ordered an immediate investigation into what he's calling disturbing and inexcusable social media activity. But former Border Patrol agents liken that Facebook group to a bar where the agents got together after work and swapped stories. And another former agent said it's been a way for agents to vent after work. Right. And listen, they made dumb jokes and inappropriate comments, but... To each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then go ahead. Uh, well, right. But posting it on Facebook is dumb, guys. That is dumb. you got to be smarter than that. that really, really dumb. But to act like the jokes they made are their official doctrine or what's truly in their heart... People intentionally, they act that way because it gets them power. But nobody behaves like that. If you want to hear what I say publicly, I'll say it publicly. So, back to the Kamala Harris thing, just because we got this text and it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, we overlooked this. Wrong! As we were talking about the various things that are going to hurt Kamala Harris. Yeah. It's all about looking like the person who can take on Trump. All the polls show Dems' number one issue by far is the person that can beat Trump. And that is true. And that's why Biden was in the lead to start with. It right. wasn't because of any of his policies. Right. And now, I don't think anybody came away from those debates that doesn't think Kamala Harris would look good on stage battling Trump. Right. That doesn't mean her opponents won't try to kneecap her with this stuff, though. So you, it won't, you I'm have not a sure point, will, my friend. I'm not sure it will matter, but... though, if she still looks like the toughest person on Trump. Right. Right. It won't be fatal, but that doesn't mean she won't take the blows. And I think this is a good time to now jump in with this. 
We have got the entire Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Candidates Political Death Pool Task Force at work working all their sources, hoping to track down just how soon former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper is to dropping out of the presidential candidate's race. There are reports his campaign is running out of money. Who's reporting on this? Who's Who got assigned the Hickenlooper beat? And, and what did they do? <laughs> be honest, I, I don't know most of these guys. Why are they getting passed? Hey, I, have, hey, I have to hey. follow Hickenlooper around Iowa. Wait a minute, Hickenlooper? Hey. hey, boss, I thought you liked me more than that. you got to understand his staff members are leaving his campaign yeah, in a shambles. They are. We are tracking all of this for you. Who has Kick and Pooper in our pool? Is that you, Positive Show? Yeah, that was, yeah, he was my first draft right. pick. Now I just need Michael Bennett and uh, Tim Ryan to realize they got no shot. Right, Get out! First person with all three out of the race wins. I was talking to somebody the other day that was on a um, uh, part of a campaign. Right. And it's it's under-discussed or under-appreciated. These people that get involved in these campaigns, you're really rolling the dice. You put your whole life on hold. Like, maybe your whole life, including being around your spouse and kids. Right. For a couple of years. Mm. And, in, in, and if your candidate wins, you hope you're going to get a job in their administration. And sometimes you don't. This particular person I was talking to was a loyal uh, trooper for Trump and has never gotten a job in the Trump administration. Oh boy! Working for free, really hard for a couple oh of years. Oh boy! And then if you're and then and then you know there's only one winner. Everybody else loses, right. and then that person's got nothing to give you, and sometimes doesn't pay your salary or some of the bills you're supposed to get paid and everything. Whoops. I mean, you you really are. You're really going all in if you join in one of these things. Right. And if you if you're with a Hickenlooper and it's not taken off. And you're getting calls from Kamala Harris's people or whoever. Right. Saying, oh, come on over to our side. It's fun over here. We're having a party. The girls are hot or the guys are hot or whatever. Right. And I think we could do win. the pitch they're using in the Democratic Party. We're yeah, looking good in Iowa. Oh, I guarantee you that's part of it. I guarantee you that's part <laughs> no, of it. No, it's all for the about young our people. ideas are taking hold. Oh, and lead to a revolution in this I know country. for a fact from people that I've known have worked on campaigns that's part of it. There were hotter guys working on that person's campaign. That's what drew them in. But anyway, so you go, you work yep, for that yep, person, yep. and you leave a Hickenlooper. You got to stay with Hickenlooper and be the last two people there working for free. I still think we can turn it around, Governor. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> You're in the office, and suddenly the lights all go off. Right, exactly. Know. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And you'd be annoyed too, because you'd be the last person they'd tell. Hickenlooper's having these conversations with, you know, his tight staff and his wife every single day. Whether or not he should get in or out, but he's not going to tell you until he's absolutely certain. Every and then day you're, just, is, you're out. You're out of luck. You just come to work one day. It's closed. You got no job. Every day his wife says, "Are you still in the race? <laughs> <laughs> you painted your car with the campaign logo and nothing." All right. Finally, the shocking reality of uh, they're they're beheading these beasts and, and chomping down on them in Denver. Lawless, lawless Denver. Finally, the details next. You're not going to tell us now? No. Hey, look at the clock. We got to take a break. Wait. Oh my gosh! Dang I'm it. disciplined. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I. Good America song right there. Oh, yeah. You know, I was jamming Elton the other day. Elton John, a great American. It's hard to say Elton's underrated, but he's underrated. Freaking awesome, Elton John. Anyway, 
Speaking of musicians, did you see Lil Nas X came out as gay over the weekend? I did. I don't know who that is, but I saw it. Oh, he sings that popular uh, cowboy song. He got the horses in the back. Oh, you know, he, that song seemed pretty my gay My cowboy hood is Gucci. I got Wrangler on my boot. Yeah, yeah. Old Town Road. And that guy turned out to be gay? <laughs> old yeah. Town Road is... Are you a... talking about his Gucci boots and Wranglers on his booty? <laughs> well, I'll be dang. Knock me down with a feather. He actually said in one of his Twitter posts, and he uses bad language, but like, I thought I made it pretty obvious, y'all. <laughs> Mayor Pete welcomed him to the gay community. Oh, that's nice. Is yes. he the welcoming committee now? <laughs> so, Jack, there I was, growing up among the amber waves of grain, the fruited plain of this great country in the Midwest. And I would hear above my head the lonely honk, honk of the goose. Specifically, the Canada goose. Not the Canadian goose, it's the Canada goose. Why? Does anybody say a France poodle or an India elephant? Who named it the Canada Goose and why? Anyway. Is see, the drink Canadian Goose? Grey Goose. Grey Goose. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Never mind. How about Canadian Club? That's a drink. That's a fine whiskey. If you don't <laughs> like your liver. A whiskey. Like you getting the H in there. What? Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Uh, and so I thought the goose was a beautiful thing, and I think somebody uh, mentioned to me, you know, those are in danger. And I thought, ah, it's a beautiful bird, blah, blah, blah. Well, then, you know, I, I grow up, and I, I move to a part of the country that's got a lot of them, and it turns out, no, they're enormous poo machines. Mm-hmm. They just, they crap all over everything. There are way too many of them. They're uh, annoying. They spread disease. They attack humans, they foul reservoirs, swimming areas, docks, lawns, and recreational areas. And you know who agrees with me? The city of Denver. They said, hey, the USDA says Canada goose meat is safe for human consumption. And we got way, way, way too many geese. We're going to snuff them and use the meat to feed the hungry. How about that? Huh? Huh? So they're shooting them out of the sky? Well, I don't know exactly. How giving them to the homeless or what? They're probably not, you know, I don't know. They're giving guns to the homeless, telling them to go shoot the geese down. I mean, you exactly. pretty much any time food goes to anybody, you're pretty much feeding the hungry. I mean, more or less. There are occasions huh. where I eat where I'm not hungry. Right. But most of the time when I eat, I'm it's hungry. compulsive eating. You got to look so into that. whoever was feeding me at whatever restaurant I was at, they were feeding the hungry. Huh. Uh, if, if you want to look at other states across this great land as we head into our birthday tomorrow, they're having a problem with yellow jackets in Alabama. The Alabama Cooperative Extension Association, that's the your, your, your co-op people there you in Alabama. The co-op. Yeah. They warned Alabama residents to watch out for Volkswagen Beetle-sized yellow jacket nests. Yikes. Yellow jacket Whoa, nests the size a of a Volkswagen Beetle. Took me a while to comprehend that. Yeah, that's actually their official announcement. Uh, your typical yellow jacket nest might contain a few thousand uh, bees in there or whatever. They got nests now with 15,000 insects or more. Ninety of these super nests have been discovered since 2006. And these aren't the kind that do the, the, the sting and die. These aren't the suicide bombers. These are, the, uh, these are the, the kinds that can attack you multiple times. Oh, there we got a picture one up there. That is a nest the size of a Volkswagen. That is, uh, that'd be horrifying to have on your house. That looks, to be on, that looks to be on somebody's house. Yeah, I would move. It's their house now. <laughs> this is your house. I now live in a hotel. Now on you the, have to make the house payment, though. On the Alterna food uh, beat, which I'm happy to be working, uh, you got uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport uh, thwarting a man's attempt to import several pounds of African rat meat. 
apparently the uh, 32 pounds of rat meat. Well, was it not up to standards for rat meat? Or hey, this uh, this rat meat's a little off. Why was he trying to bring it in from Africa? Do they do different kind of rats? Uh, the man did not face a fine, continued on his journey because he was forthcoming about what he was bringing into the country. He says customs officials prohibit the entry of African meats to prevent the spread of African swine fever. Uh, Department of Agriculture says the highly contagious and deadly viral disease affects domestic and wild pigs. And uh, so evidently, if, you would, if you're hankering for some African rat meat, you've got to go to Africa to enjoy it. Or go to Denver and shoot a goose out of the sky and eat that. I'm telling you, man was coming in from Ivory Coast. Do you have to check that bag, or is that a carry-on? Well, he declared it. I, I feel bad for the guy. He loves his rat meat. He brought some from home, a little taste of home. He's, he's from the Ivory Coast, and he's traveling to the, the U.S. It's probably a little fast and bustly and, and, and confusing to him. He, Want a nice little rat burger, a rat sandwich. So, Joe read some uh, fantastic stuff from the Declaration of Independence earlier. It is our nation's birthday tomorrow. I am um, of the belief that it has got a lifespan to it, and it ain't going to... The country itself does? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this the system. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm not sure people can govern themselves. I'm not convinced that they can. That was the, the great bet of the founders. They weren't positive you could either, but right. they want to try it. And it's a better it's better than having someone else govern you, um, but it, it 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 can't last because we well we get the way we get we want more and more and more stuff and right well and I we stop this, paying attention this theory that I will be spinning into an unnecessarily long book that absolutely no one will read, but it's the and and this probably already exists but the idea of gaming the system everybody works with you know people who have been there uh, been at your employer for a long time or whatever and they've figured out how to game the system they get more time off or they take all their time off and they end up not working that hard and they just they've figured out all the angles and I think the very very smart people who uh, being uh, you know incentivized by the incredible power and wealth of the government now which is absolutely an un-American thing but they've gotten so good at gaming the system so good at manipulating politics so good at manipulating the bureaucracy that the thing's going to be crushed of its own weight yeah well the only the only way to avoid that is you don't have a system to gain i mean there's there's a system no matter what but it, it, it it's so big you can game it when it if it was small if right. it actually had very limited government It'd be hard, much harder to game. Right, if you, there was no point in bribing Congress people, because they have no say in whether my blueberry stand or another blueberry stand makes money. Or it'd be small enough, you everybody could keep an eye on every aspect of it. Right, it's so you could even gi- comprehend it. It's yeah. so giant now that nobody has any idea what's going on with anything. You send off your tax money, and it'd be... Nobody could even... They couldn't even tell you at the government where your money is going and what it's being spent on. Right. They got 17 departments that do the same thing. They even put out a list every year of the departments that are redundant, and nobody does anything about it. <laughs> I mean, nope. so, I mean that, that's how giant it is. You're going to balance the budget on the backs of these hardworking public servants? Then people fall for that crap. That's the part that bothers me. I had a point for bringing that up, though. Mm. That, was, that was like a side. Just the fact stoking that, my bitterness is reason enough. The fact that while I'm happy to celebrate the nation's birthday, I'm not sure that the people can govern themselves over the long term. Although yeah. I'm, I suppose you're better off with a good 200-some-year run of this than being a dictatorship or a monarchy oh, for that sure. period of time. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing lasts forever. No. It's okay. I, I hope at some point... We, the people, reinvent ourselves in our system of government and return to what made us a great country. 
But I don't know. I don't know. So the hot dog eating contest is on ESPN on 4th of July, and my kids and I enjoy watching that. Mm. ESPN has a fabulous documentary that I think debuts this week. They're 30 and 30 about Kobayashi and uh, Joey Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. Their rivalry through the years. And how the whole thing grew just in general from kind of you heard about it to being a giant national phenomenon. That's weird. hmm. They didn't reach out to me when I attempted to do their hot dog eating uh, challenge over the course of a week as opposed to the, the 10 minutes that they do it. For, you know, in every man's perspective. Yeah. I figured they would have heard about that. I don't think there's many people that even d- did what you did. Eat that number of hot dogs in a week. No, I know. That's why I put it on my Tinder profile. Chestnut, <laughs> Chestnut, hmm. Chestnut beat his own record last year, and he didn't think he'd ever beat 72, and he ate 74 last year. So so he's getting better. We'll see what happens. As he ages. He's like the quote, Tom... Quote, better. He's like the Tom Brady of ingesting ridiculous amounts of sausage. Yeah. I'll be watching it. I'll he really is it. a hero. My kids are always worried somebody's going to throw up. They don't want to see it. Washington, Adams. They do. It's Jefferson. Just normally backstage. Chestnut. Oh. oh, man. I don't want to see that in HD. How about the, the, the women hammering down a hot dog? She enjoy that? You like watching the ladies? Now, there's the Black Widow girl. She eats quite a few hot dogs. She does. Another great American. <laughs> the flower of American womanhood. Wolfing down hot dogs. Armstrong and Getty.